Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the House of Bars podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Rome Katie, and today we got a lot to get into all over the sports world, so let me break it down for you. First up, I'm going to recap some Week 2 games, and trust me, there were some crazy, crazy, crazy games uh, in Week 2. Next, I'm going to give you guys my reaction on the Thursday night football game between the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look ahead to week three to give you guys my picks to see who's going to win each and every game. And then switching things over to the MLB, I'm going to give you guys a playoff picture update. And there has been a lot of shuffling and a lot of moving around. And there probably will be throughout the next few, uh, few, few games or so. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And then Baller of the Week is back. And we got a special one. So it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. I hope you enjoy it. So first up, we have the week, the week two recap. First up, we have the Vikings versus the Cardinals. The Vikings jumped out to a 20-7 to lead early with a couple passing touchdowns from Kirk Cousins. But then Kyler Murray turns into the great dual threat quarterback that he is. He leads the Cardinals on a 10-play drive to cut the lead to one score. And then after a three and out, Kyler rolls out of the pocket and finds rookie wideout Rondell Moore deep downfield to take the lead, 21-20. And from there, they were training scores back and forth. Fast forward to the end of the fourth quarter, and it was 34-33. to 33. Greg Joseph for the Vikings is out to try and kick a game-winning field goal, but he misses wide right. The Cardinals win by one point. This had to be the game of the day easily, and I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks absolutely destroyed the Falcons in this one. The score, 48-25. to 25. Brady throws for 276 yards and five touchdowns, but the difference was on defense. Safety Mike Edwards had not one but two pick sixes in the same game. Safe to say the Bucks are rolling right now all over the place, and I expect them to do that the rest of the year. Next, we have the Cowboys versus the Chargers. This one didn't shatter the score sheet. In fact, the, fight, the, the Chargers only had one touchdown the entire game. The rest of it was field goals. However, it did get tense towards the end. Cowboys kicker Greg Zerline had to nail a 56-yard field goal attempt for the win, and he got it through the uprights. Next up, we have the Titans versus the Seahawks, and this game actually did get shattered the score sheet. By the time it got to overtime, both teams combined for 60 points. Yes, 6-0. 60 points. Derrick Henry, the running back for the Titans, responded after his week or his lackluster week one performance against the Cardinals. The man had 35 carries, 182 yards, and three touchdowns. But before we get into the yards and the touchdowns, let's talk about those carries because I've never seen a running back hold, take that much of a load on that offense. It's, it seems like my, Coach Mike Vrabel wants that offense to be run a certain way and run it towards uh, Derrick Henry because he had a horrible performance in week one. So he needed to step up in this game, and he, he went on another level. And then safe to say he's on a mission to repeat that 2,000 yards rushing mark he eclipsed, he eclipsed last season. But as with most of these... As in most of these games, it came down to a game-winning field goal attempt. Titans kicker Randy Bullock nailed a 36-yard attempt to get the Titans a humongous win on the road in probably the most hostile environment in football, in my opinion. I think is it is that Century League Field? Did they change the name? I forgot. I think Century League bankrupt or something. Anyway, next up, I'm going to give you guys my reaction for the Texans and the Panthers Thursday night game. There's nothing to really talk about here except for two things. Number one. 
I said that Sam Darnold maybe just needed a little change of scenery for him to perform well in the NFL preview episode I put out. So far, I think he's proving me right. He has 888 passing yards, which is first in the league coming into week three. Now, I know it's just Thursday, but still, that's, that's huge for, for Darnold especially. He is completing 68% of his passes and his three touchdowns. And he led them to a 3-0 record with a 24-9 win over the Texans. However, the downside to that is that star running back Christian McCaffrey suffered a hamstring injury and was immediately taken out of the game. Just yesterday, it was quoted that he'll miss a few weeks, quote-unquote, because of this injury. Who knows if a few weeks means he'll be back by, by, by week three or week seven. Who knows? I really don't know about that answer yet. So next up, I'm going to give you guys my picks for week three. Just give me a second. Let me pull it up. Um, all right, here we go. First up, Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans. I'm going Titans again. They just have way too stacked in offense. They shouldn't, they, 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 they shouldn't have a problem with this team. They could, they could roll through them easily, especially with the complications with Carson Wentz spreading both of his ankles, by the way. He's spraying both of them. So this, this should be an easy cakewalk for the Titans. Next up, I got the Falcons versus the Giants, the battle of the 0-2 teams at MetLife. I'm going I'm to say, say the Giants come out of this funk, and they're going to they're gonna get rolling. They're going to give the ball to Saquon a lot, I feel like, this game because they need him. Yeah, I mean, I know they've been easing him back into things because of that harsh knee injury he suffered in, like, week two last season. But he, he really needs to get some touches this game in order for them to actually win because they haven't been winning. Next up, Chargers-Chiefs. Chiefs all the way. I know the Chargers are a good team, but I just I with the way Herbert's been playing, and I mean he's been playing great, but it just hasn't been like resulting in like winning games. It's just been great individual performances. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Chiefs easy because they're just too well rounded and too good right now, especially. Next Bengals. Steelers. I'm gonna say Bengals on this one. I know, I know, people call me crazy and say Steelers, but I just, I really don't have faith in the Steelers team. I mean, Big Ben is like fragile in the pocket. I, I, it's just, it's just that offense is kind of bland, except for Najee Harris. I mean, he can try and like get a couple touchdowns for them, but I really don't see it happening, especially with the fact that Joe Burrow is like coming after a harsh ACL injury. I, I, I think he's gonna step up this game and go nuts. I think he's going to find Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all of the underrated receivers that they have down there. So it's going to be very interesting to see if they can actually pull it off against the Steelers at Heinz Field. Next up, Bears, Browns. Give me the Browns. I mean, I know Justin Fields is starting this game, and I'm, like, a big fan for him. Like, I mean, I know, just to kind of veer off a little bit, like, I know I, I've, I've been kind of, like, meh on Justin Fields because I'm, like, he's just facing college talent. He's just, like, throwing balls over people. Like, we all know that he's great, but, like, I'm really rooting for him because after the chances they got to get him, I, 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 I really hope it works out or else it's just going to be like dominoes falling all over the place at Soldier Field. So I, I really hope this works out, but I'm going to say the Browns. I, th- I think Justin Fields is going to have yet another welcome to the NFL moment. That I, I, The reason why I say yet another is because in the preseason, he got sacked and his helmet was flying and, and over end. So... I really feel like he's going to have another welcome to the NFL moment in this week. Next up, Ravens-Lions. Ravens easy. Lamar is just going to go nuts this game. I mean, hopefully, because I've heard that he's uh, he's been dealing with a stomach bug all week. They're saying he's supposed to play Sunday, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. And if he plays, he's just going to go nuts. I mean, even though he's kind of sick, 
he'll 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 probably he'll probably produce a, a flu game, but in football terms. So I'm 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 looking to see what Lamar does and how Lamar controls that offense if he actually plays. So yeah, I, I again, if I didn't mention this earlier, I got the Ravens winning this one. Next, we had the Saints going up against the Patriots. Uh, I mean, the Saints are kind of fluky ever since that Jameis Winston five touchdown score. Like Winston had a horrible second outing, typical Jameis Winston. So I think honest, honestly, I think the Patriots go come out of come out of Foxborough with a win. I just. I feel like Mac Jones, honestly, this sounds crazy to say, but I feel like Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston right now. I know that might sound really nuts, but I just, I, Mac Jones, like I said in the NFL preview episode, he's already in a great system and he, and, and, and and he knows what's expected of him because he's been in that type of system in college with Nick Saban. He's just in the, he's just in the NFL with uh, Bill Belichick. It's just, it's, it's, it's the same system basically. So he'll he'll really flourish this game. I really I really do. I think he'll go crazy. Next, Cardinals Jags. This is just a cakewalk. Cardinals take this one. Next, next we have Washington football team against the Bills. Give me the Bills, even though the D line is going to be trying to make make uh, make uh, Justin Her- uh, Justin Herbert Josh Allen their their prey because I just I that that D line is just nasty with uh, Chase Young Montez Sweat. Deron Payne, like that whole D line is just nuts. So I think they're gonna get to Allen a couple times, but I just think Allen's just too good of a quarterback to let this one slide. So give me the Bills to win. Next, Jets Broncos. Give me the Broncos. Zach Wilson is just not great. He's he's I I, I know it's only like two games, but to me he's already looking like a bust. I really don't see much much talent out of him. Like he only had one good college season, which was like last year and I know he's had potential to like run out of the pocket and all that but I just I, I really don't have faith in this kid I know it's I know it's three games I know people are gonna say give him some time and all that but I, I just don't see it I I'm, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing the potential there yet I, I have to see it and and, w- and when you're from New York you have to expect a lot of things because this is arguably the greatest city in the world and when you have like great, and your and the sports teams are supposed to live up to that potential. And if the Jets aren't doing that, then they're not doing that. And if Zach Wilson's not living up to his potential, that all the media placed on him after his um, after his last college season with BYU, then then that's not that's not it. I just I just don't see it. Give me the Broncos to win. Next, Dolphins Raiders. I'm gonna say Raiders. They they they've been going crazy right now. I think I think that Derek Carr to Darren Waller connection is gonna go insane. Maybe for a couple touchdowns. I I just because because two is coming out of the game or two is not playing, and Jacoby Brissett's coming. I think it's gonna be a lot easier for guys like Max Crosby to get in that backfield, and 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 take him down for a couple sacks. So give me the Raiders to win. Next Seahawks Vikings. Um. <sighs> I'm I'm gonna say Seahawks. I'm gonna say Seahawks take a dub there. Um, I just feel like Russell Wilson's just gonna go nuts and have like crazy 200, 300 yard game. Next out, this is probably the game of the week in my opinion. The Buccaneers going up against the Rams. Two two very good teams. Two undefeated teams for that matter. Going at it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So if you have popcorn in your cupboards, I would prepare that for tomorrow because it's gonna be insanity. The way that game is going to be. So, 
I, I, I really I really like the Rams a lot, but I, I just feel like with how the Buccaneers have played their last couple games against the Cowboys and the Falcons, like they're just too well-rounded on offense, defense, and even special teams a little bit too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be really close. I think Matthew Stafford is going to go on one of those crazy, crazy games, maybe like a three, four touchdown game. But I, I, I think the Buccaneers win it in like a play. A, a, um, I, th- I think the Buccaneers are going to win it in like the final play of the game or something like that. Fi- uh, finally, on sun- for Sunday's action, we got the Sunday night game, which is the Packers and the Niners. They, they've had some great matchups over the course of history, but I, I, f- I feel like I'll go with the Packers on this one. I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is too good. Aaron Jones is too good. Devontae Adams is too good. They're just going to go nuts at, um, in, in Santa Clara. Where, where I think Rodgers is from California. I'm not sure if he's from Santa Clara, but someone has to chip me on that. But I, I feel like it's going to be one of those homecoming games where Aaron Rodgers just goes nuts and just try and, and tries so hard to defend his MVP crown that he got last season. So give me the Packers to win. And then finally, for all of the Week 3 action, our last game we're going to talk about is the Monday night game, Eagles versus Cowboys. This is a classic, classic shootout. NFC East. Doesn't get much better than that. In, in Jerry's world, too. Jerry's world is going to be bumping. I'll tell you that much. Jerry's world is going to be bumping this game. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Cowboys. I just feel like they got a way better team than the Eagles do right now. I, I just feel like Dak's going to go crazy. He's going to give the ball to Amari. Maybe, who knows what that running back situation is going to be like because Pollard had an insane game against the Chargers. We'll see if he gets more touches or if they go back to Zeke and get him more touches. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of intrigue with that offense right now, and that defense is kind of like all right. I mean, I mean Trayvon Diggs is. I, I'm really high on that kid. He's he's been playing really well over the last couple of years, so I think he'll lead that defense to new heights that they haven't reached before, like at all the last couple of years. So I I, I think I I think the Cowboys are going to come away with that one, but it's going to be like a close shootout. Like these type of games, these NFC East rivalries are always like the Cowboys and the Eagles hate each other. Like, the, the fandoms between the Eagles, uh, Philadelphia sports in general, like, I'm sure that's just, like, a crazy crowd of its own. And then you get the America's team, which they're, like, they're trying to win the Super Bowl every year, blah, blah, blah. So when you get those two alpha dogs in the NFC East, it is bound to just be insane and have some brawls in there. It's, it's just going to be, it's, it's just going to be a heavyweight fight. But I think the Cowboys come, come out of that with a belt, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the MLB playoff picture update. And since our last update, the Tampa Bay Rays have clinched a playoff spot and the White Sox clinched the AL Central Division. And in the wildcard standings, the Yankees are battling with Boston and Toronto for the wildcard spots. Oh, and by the way, the Seattle Mariners are in like are tied with the Blue Jays um, for like the the team that's right uh, the team that's right near the second spot, which is insane. They're they're both tied with like 85 wins in like 69 losses, I think. They're just, I mean, whatever happened, like Seattle just quietly, creepily, like like sneaking up on these teams. Like I, I, like I said in my post, if you, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, by the way, House of Ballers, same name as the podcast, check it out. I, 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 I feel like Jared Kelnick, the outfielder for them, he's going to be a franchise cornerstone that, that they're going to build around along with uh, a fellow outfielder Julio Rodriguez and starting pitcher Logan Gilbert. All three of those guys are going to be franchise cornerstones for this team for a long time. Uh, and if they can build around those kind of stars, 
it's it's it's, it's, it's really just going to be special for them the next few years, in my opinion. Uh, what else we got? Oh, and so then um, they're battling Boston and Toronto for the wild card spots, and in these last eight games, they the which in which Yankees won last night against the Red Sox, they have two more against the Boston at Fenway, three games in Toronto with an increased capacity Rogers Center, which. That's going to be another hostile environment. That's that's a series I really want to watch because the Blue Jays are such a fun team to watch, and the Yankees are just going to come in there motivated and just ready to get these games done and get it and get that playoff spot that they so desperately want. And three games back at Yankee Stadium against the race to finish things up. I to me, I really don't know if there's a better eight to nine game stretch, like. In baseball history, like the fact that you got three teams that one team is battling with for the entire, not just the entire division, but the wild card as well. It's just you need like two tons of popcorn because you're going to be just like it's going to be a movie. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be crazy. And even more crazier things have happened on the NL side of things. The St. Louis Cardinals have won seven of their last 14 games since the last episode came out. And they've all but locked up that second spot in the wild card because if you look at their standings, they're five games ahead of the Phillies for that second spot. I, I feel like it's going to either be Dodgers, Cardinals, or, or Giants spot. Because I mentioned last week that whoever whoever wins and loses that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the NL West division is, is, is going to be the difference between going to the playoffs as probably a one seed to being in a wild card spot, which is going to be insane. Like, who whoever whoever comes out and wins that game, like let's say the Dodgers beat the Cardinals, like they're gonna be a fifth seed and they're gonna probably be a hundred win team, which is insane to think about. And some people say that that would be a bad thing, but like no, like I I I, I mean I think it would be a bad thing if they actually lost, but like the fact that like the the fact that baseball fans get a team that went down to the wild card spot because they because they won a hundred games and they have to like live and die for like every inning that's just gonna be so much fun to watch i'm so excited for if you're a baseball fan you gotta be eyes glued to the tv every single day for the next like nine days until like october 3rd once the season ends because a lot like anything can happen at this point so i'm just i'm so excited i'm so excited for it all right lastly baller of the week is back you heard that right ladies and gentlemen each week, I highlight an athlete in any sport who was on another level in their games this week. And today, that person is Phoenix Mercury guard Sophie Cunningham. Yes, I don't talk about the WNBA too much, but I probably should. In the single elimination game in the WNBA playoffs against the New York Liberty, Cunningham came off the bench and dropped 21 points off of the bench. Who, who does that? Oh, and by the way, she knocked down six three-pointers in that game. See, I don't know if that's a record, but that pretty much should be. She was a vital piece of that win, and the reason why they're moving on to face the defending champs, the Seattle Storm, on Sunday. That's going to be a hell of a game. I'll tell you that much. But anyway, guys, that's going to wrap things up. Rate, rate, review, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram, House of Ballers, at House of Ballers, or my personal Instagram, at RomeJacob1. I'll see you guys next time. Peace! Thank you.